Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of Click of Heat, the podcast especially designed for MechWarrior. Uh, this week I'm going to be looking at uh, Risk Gear, some of the reviews of the cards and uh, how it may or may not be used perhaps. A unit review of the Vanguard Tokugawa tank and the Togaus rifle. Uh, and then I'll be uh, updating my uh, diary to the UK Nationals, which is only about three weeks away now. And I'll be looking at uh, the rather full and extensive post bag I've received since the last edition. Okay, so first one up is Risk Gear, causing a little bit of controversy uh, amongst some of the more serious players on the threads. Um, I think it was uh, introduced in the web chat back in January, and I think at that point we were told that it functions much the same as current gear, and I think the words were, how much damage your mech will be dealt will depend upon the risk you take. Okay then, so let's look at the uh, the cards. Well, first of all, uh, looking at the distribution, Vanguard gear should start around 132. And there are 20-odd cards, and I reckon they should end at 155. At the moment, the first risk gear pops up at 142 and ends at 155. So I reckon 13 or so of the Vanguard cards will be risk gear, which is about half of them, so a significant proportion. The first one on then is repeating T-Cent, which is for light mechs and only 11 points. You've got to roll before you uh, make the attack, and uh, it's a 1-3 to three ignore and eliminate on a roll of 1. Um, so really a 50-50 chance. T-Semp, uh, not my favourite bit of gear anyway, um, so yeah, great, very cheap, but 50% um, chance of using a piece of kit that's not easy to use in the first place, um, not for me. Now the Viral Decoy Jammer again for lights, again another niche piece really, um, on a roll of um, 1 to 2 you ignore it, so slightly better chance of use, and again you lose it on a 1, uh, but you get to ignore your decoys, your, your opponent's decoy. Um, well, again, great, but if he hasn't got decoy, then again, it's a waste of points, uh, nine, 9 in this case. Uh, medium gear, and I like this one, armor-piercing armor explosive rounds for mediums. 22 points, sudden increase in price, but I have to say, a sudden increase in capability. As with armor-piercing, you get to ignore the armor, and it can also be used on an assault order, and you also give 2 damage to each figure in base contact with the target or targets, so equally you can split the damage uh, from your ballistic. Uh, again, works on a four, on a 3 plus and you eliminate it on a 1, so not bad and I would say it's uh, a pretty good asset to something like some of the um, Novacat mediums, uh, a cheaper replacement for something like double rate and potentially just as devastating. Another medium bit of gear is the uh, viral homing beacon. At the start of your opponent's turn, this time um, you roll the dice. On a 3+, plus, um, your opponent can't use Homing Beacon. Uh, okay, it's only 11 points, uh, which for mediums isn't bad, but again, a very, very yeah, specialised bit of kit that's potentially wasted, unless every bit of Vanguard onwards is going to have Homing Beacon uh, on it. Into the heavy stuff now, and a Bunker Buster for heavy mechs, a ballistic bit of gear costing you 17 points you get to blow up a blocking piece of terrain if you can score 23 or more. Um, once you've done this, you eliminate the gear. So, 17 points down the drain. Um, why would you want to eliminate blocking terrain? Well, yeah, okay, you could wheedle out, um, you could wheedle out something like a Shiro from its hiding place. But I would argue, if you've got a mech that's capable of rolling um, 23 or more, you've probably got a mech that can um, potentially indirect anyway. So. 
Um, it may be useful perhaps um, in certain scenarios, in certain storylines, uh, but again, uh, not for me really. The next one, advanced point defence for heavies. Um, not many heavies I don't think at all equipped with uh, point defence, but again, um, it needs a roll. So 3+, plus to get it working, and again, um, I think you, you actually roll at your opponent's command phase, so um, anything touching your figure basically gets point defence. Uh, which can be modified by the pilot and camo. So, pretty effective. Uh, some decent defence mechs out there, um, maybe 22s and 23s. Uh, so, not as uh, hefty as the um, as the assaults, but not too bad. 17 points. Uh, we'll look at uh, the cost of other points of uh, gear later on. Hyperlaser. Okay, uh, this seems to be one that's causing the controversy. 17 points for energy-based heavy mechs. Uh, but this time you ignore it on a 1 to 3, so only again, a bit like um, repeating T-Set, a 50-50 chance, and again you lose it on a 1. Uh, you basically increase it and your range and your damage by half, um, and it also ignores reflective armour. Very powerful, there's some mechs out there that we all know, like the Novacat, and potentially Lokis that are going to love this gear. Um, and I really don't think there's much of a downside, apart from the fact if you don't roll the one you don't roll the 4+, plus, you lose the order. Now, I suppose it doesn't sound too bad, but there are times when you really want to set up the perfect shot uh, rather than rolling a dice on a 4+, plus. but there will be players out there who will take that risk, and if the risk comes off, uh, then it's serious damage. Okay, the first bit of risk here then is um, for uh, assault mechs here, a deforester. Uh, choose a wood or a piece of hindering, um, and help global warming with a vengeance by basically wasting it. Uh, and anything inside the woods takes a click of pushing damage. Um, okay, again, very specialised. 20 points for assault mechs, and I think there's stuff uh, out there that's actually better value. Uh, but here we go. Overcharger. The final piece that we have at the moment is uh, for light mechs. Only 5 points. Uh, roll a 3+, plus and you get plus 40 of speed. Now that is going to make some light mechs lightning quick. Um, there's already solitaires and majolnis out there that really uh, don't need much of a speed boost. You give this to them and uh, they're all over the shop. Uh, unfortunately, you roll a 1 or 2 and you can't even move or turn on that particular go. So, uh, quite a penalty to that one. So, if we just sort of sum up um, the three cards for, for lights we have at the moment. T-Semp for 11, Decoy Jammer for 9 and Overcharger for 5. Um, I don't know. Most of the light gear uh, tends to fall in the 21 to 33 bracket. There are exceptions to that, like camo and boulder pod. But uh, but really, I suppose if you're looking for those point fillers, um, then yeah, okay, it's a bit. They're a bit cheaper than regular gear. The decoy jammer. I don't know. I'd rather take a Rots minigun cycle myself. But there we go. For the mediums, um, points cost really. I think the average gear is 25 to 35. Armour-piercing explosive, yeah, very powerful card, and it's 22, homing beacon only 11. So again, cheap gear for the class of mech um, that you've got. But hey, you know, you need to roll the dice to make it work, and that's obviously why. The heavy kit, bunker buster, advanced point defence, and hyperlaser, all 17. Um, looking at the heavy gear, starts around 24 points, um, but really all the way to 45 for things like re-engineered laser, IT44, Decoy, I think, is in the 40s as well. So, um, again, a lot, lot cheaper. I think it's hyperlaser for me that's uh, where the problems lie. But, uh, again, you're probably going to play an opponent who would take a risk on hyperlaser 
perhaps he'll take a risk on other things as well and that's where you'll get him. Um, the last piece, Deforester, assaults for 20, great for scenario based or storyline but when you can pick up lock on targeting for 10 or improve tracking for 19 or even coolant pod for 14 uh, that's really where it does seem a little bit pricey. So there's a risk here, I think it is going to be a matter of uh, niche games, um, perhaps where you know your opponent and what gear he uses or, or storylines. Um, I think there's still a few to come out and maybe they'll be slightly different. I'm still not quite sure how all that that we've heard there relates to um, how much damage your mech takes will, um, your mech will be dealt will depend upon the risk it takes. I don't see any of those gears really inflicting damage on the shooting unit. Um, so I don't know, hey, maybe yeah, there's more to come. But in terms of introducing risk to the game, I thought I'd, uh, I'd work out really what a scenario might be in terms of dice rolls, additional dice rolls that could actually take place under the under the world of risk gear now please stay with me on this one i'm looking at a player taking beach for example um thumper with dylan its pilot um equipped with a decoy jammer esperanza and dagmar equipped with risk hyperlaser uh playing a player two with active volcanoes taking homing beacon jammer and risk point defense on his two mechs um so under that scenario, um, and uh, I've worked out my best ability, but here we go, player one would roll for his planetary condition, which would be beach. Um, he then rolls uh, for decoy jammer to see if his opponent can use decoy or not. I reckon player two would now roll for homing beacon jammer and also to activate his, his advanced point defence. Player one would now roll for Esperanza's command ability. And during the game, if he got to activate them, player 1 would have to roll for Risk Hyperlaser, as well as Thumper's Extra Order. Now, player 2, on his turn, he has to roll for his planetary condition, so to that active volcanoes, but actually it's a bit simpler, because he doesn't have to roll um, Beach to move his two mechs. It's also simpler for him, but after turn 1, I reckon that's 8 extra rolls uh, per turn, half of which are going to come from Risk Gear. Um, over and above that, the guy's actually got, you've actually got to roll the three dice to actually inflict damage and attack people. Um, so yeah, it is. Um, I'd like to think of it as a game of uh, skill and tactics and generalship with an element of luck. Maybe risk, uh, risk gear is going to change the emphasis somewhat. Uh, we'll have to see. Okay, uh, the unit reviews. Uh, the Toka Toka Gawa, I can never really um, say it properly, but anyway, the Toka Gawa tank. Uh, four variants as usual. The green one, um, the Wolf Hunters. Um, if anyone actually sort of PM me or write in and if they spotted a bad Wolf Hunters piece of gear or unit, uh, then let me know because I'm, uh, I'm struggling here at the moment. Um, 0-14 inch range with homing beacon and uh, decoy uh, for around 60 points. The big downside is the two damage, um, but um, if it's only going to be about 100 points to drop this, in a 600 point game there's going to be plenty of support to do that. Uh, out of a Bishop, you're talking about a 23 inch drop range. Uh, out of an R10, fast R10 with salt flats, you'll probably shoot the board. It's almost getting um, a sort of drop version of first strike. Um, overall, very solid. I love the range. Not sure about the damage. The Jade Falcon one, two points more at 62 and of course a shorter range, only 10. Uh, but good attack and IT late in the dial. Um, and fortunately the homing beacon isn't single use and a 12 attack is really what tank drop needs 
uh, about a 19 inch drop in a bishop, a lot, um, significantly less, and unfortunately that drop range is uh, inside or equals the assault range of a lot of heavy mechs. Um, the veteran, uh, Rasselhag, um, only two damage again, um, but it has IT and homing beacon to, uh, to give it not a bad attack. Um, unfortunately, it's six clicks to salvage, and its sweet spot is four clicks in. Uh, another example, I'm not picking on Rasselhag, but it's another example of how difficult it is to prime, and once you have primed, how easy it is to finish it off. So, um, good luck with that one, guys. Uh, not one for me. Um, the elite one is the Liao, and uh, hey, guess what? A Liao piece with colours on the dial. Uh, this must obviously be a misprint. I expect to be FAQ'd any day now. But never mind. At 64 points, uh, it's an expensive piece for a 10-inch range vehicle, but pushes out 3 damage and has blue armour. And the fact it can take 9 clicks of damage will make it a very uh, a tough piece to hang around the battlefield once it's dropped. For me, uh, I think it has to be the range of the Wolf Hunter that wins a day but also the Jade Falcon variant uh, makes up uh, for attack value and defence in what it lacks in range. Rasselhag, still enigma to me, so I'm afraid uh, no votes there. And the Liao one, um, typical Liao really, nothing bad, but nothing particularly great either. Okay, the Gauss Rifles, um, one of my favourite pieces actually, and uh, one of the best, piece of well, best bits of gear to drop, certainly. Um, now the uh, the first one is a green, it's Rattlehard Dominion, 25 points, first big difference, 5 points more already than the elite Swordsworn Gauss Rifle that uh, we all know and love. Um, a 2 to 14 inch range, here we are, another big long range piece for the, for the Wolf Hunters, uh, but no IT, um, no IT in short dial for 25 points, don't know, not particularly sold on it I don't think. Um, Liao now move into the uh, the world of gas rifles, 14 inch range, and IT and blue armour, um, only for one point extra. Um, doesn't hold damage so high, but um, if these pieces are for drops for me, and damage and AV up front uh, are certainly what counts. Um, the Wolf Hunter um, weighing with another 14 inch piece, uh, which is to me again vital for the gas rifle. Um, and it's also a 0 to 14. Now how many times have had your Gauss rifles uh, either based or blocked by uh, pesky little miniguns or ATVs that uh, really uh, get right inside your usual 2 inch minimum range? Again with Wolf Hunters, easy to get to the sweet spot, uh, typical of that design paradigm. Uh, the damage of 2, hmm, don't know, again, low for me, um, not what you really expect from a, uh, from a drop. Davian, get the Elite. Uh, 27 points. Um, for that, however, it's 3 damage all the way, heavy armour and IT. 12 inch range, well, compared to the other ones, it's shorter, but it's obviously uh, equal to um, the existing Gauss rifles. 270 degree arc, that is um, pretty significant for me. Very often, a number of times I've dropped these guys in formation and the enemies just scooted around the side, got inside that 180 uh, firing arc and really you're then forced to spin and turn all over the place. Uh, with a 270 that's going to be very difficult to do, certainly for mechs uh, where the line of sight is almost constant. Well for me uh, it's got to be the Liao piece. Um, they're all very expensive. Um, the Davian probably best overall, um, but it's the same points as three Mots, ROTS minigun cycles. Um, I don't know, so formation of three Gauss rifles gets you nine miniguns. Mm, don't know. 
but add faction pride to that for four damage, it will be an absolute killer. Um, biggest problem is though, out of the four, only two start with three damage, and again, if you're going to drop these things, um, you need to damage the, what you're firing at. Um, if not, why not add it, uh, just stick an LRM battery in there, uh, and do the same thing for a lot cheaper. So, hey, not bad, very expensive for what they do, but uh, they will probably be the new uh, Gauss rifle designs of the future. So those are the two uh, unit reviews I've got for you this week. Um, in terms of diaries for the Nationals, well, it's only, uh, I think, three weeks to go now, just slightly less. Um, time's getting tight, uh, especially because uh, the week before I've actually gone on holiday in France. So Tom and I will be taking our, uh, our armies across to, uh, to Brittany to uh, wargame in the, in the French countryside. Um, this week, a bit more testing. Um, uh, we've worked out with Tom's um, Davian and Loki army. Um, it's done pretty well. Uh, took on my Nova Cat and beat it mainly because um, I got uh, turned away by the decoy on three separate occasions. And of course when you add faction pride to the existing damage of seven, there's not a lot left of whatever it's shooting at. Uh, the ATVs very good at first striking for three damage and the Gauss rifles again are pushing out four damage on the first drop. Um, all in all, I think Tom's got himself a decent army there and it's faction pure so uh, ticking the box with that. Um, uh, friend Mark came around on Friday night, we tried some bits and bobs, um, had a little bit of success with a CNC Phoenix Hawk and a Enyo drop and an infantry drop. Again, faction pure, but you know, this is the scrub talking here. And um, worked well against one army, multiple threat, um, nothing too expensive, about 150 points for, uh, for the tank drop or the mech and 100 points for the infantry drop. I did find the infantry drop uh, as quite a good uh, defensive aid actually in terms of playing a Loki that was uh, keen to get charging everywhere. I think uh, my opponent realised that as soon as that Loki was committed to either charge the rather fragile uh, Nova, uh, rather fragile Phoenix Hawk, sorry Phoenix Hawk, or even the tank drop, uh, he'd have been swarmed and potentially captured. So yeah, in the end, I think it worked pretty well. Um, we then tried out. Um, a solitude, a solitude army where it failed miserably, but that was me uh, underestimating the speed and uh, capability of solitude. I basically just couldn't uh, couldn't damage it enough, and that's the problem with that army. Uh, but also, uh, and once uh, once the uh, Loma units had gone, it was uh, a one way one way streak, I'm afraid. Um, again, Tom's Davian did very well against a Jade Falcon Loki army. Um, threw out a premature charge from the Loki, and it, and it went. Uh, second time round again, the Loki, Jade Falcon Loki charged the Davian Loki. I'm not quite sure that's what the Loki designer meant them to do, but anyway, this time it came off for the uh, Jade Falcon player, and unfortunately Tom's army just, just went down. So more testing this week down at the Swindon Club, hopefully on Wednesday night, and uh, then a little bit of a pause. So really by the end of this week, or certainly by Wednesday night, I uh, hope to have the Nationals army in place, uh, test, test, test and practice, get things like the... Um, the planetary condition and mission cards sorted, um, seven in all, uh, if you actually make it the final, I think that's, that's the number you'll need, and uh, we'll see what happens from there. Uh, finally then, um, just letters from the post bag really, uh, I received two this week, uh, the first one here is, uh, says, Dear Phil, I'm a 30-year-old um, something Welshman who constantly uses the word dude in all of my posts, what can you do for me, I find this worrying. Uh, well, Koch, uh, so do I. 
just um, get hold of yourself, man. You're British after all, and uh, we don't like to see the words dude being used. Uh, it's more, uh, more sort of like uh, more gentlemanly to use a much, much more subtle language than that. Um, but hey, that's Koch. Um, Macquarie is very an answer, very an answer to uh, Professor Bunsen Honeydew, as far as I can see, uh, both in uh, looks uh, and in uh, in his uh, love of uh, science. And then finally, note here that says, um, "Get off the computer, you sad man. You're 40 years old, and you shouldn't be playing with plastic figures." No, sorry, that's a note from the wife. <coughs> right. Okay. Um, just to sum up, then, um, just finally, I have to go with the. Uh, the legal, um, the legal bit. Could I just say, if anyone with kids is uh, is listening, and I have emailed your legal department twice asking for uh, asking for clearance to do this, and I assume the fact I'm not in a, some sort of state state prison uh, in the USA, sitting sharing a cell with a 300-pound former line, linebacker called uh, Florence, means that actually uh, things are okay. But anyway, hey. This podcast isn't endorsed, licensed or affiliated with WizKid Games, Metcoria AOD. There's a registered trademark with WizKid Games. This and other games, specific words and concepts are the intellectual property of WizKids. This podcast's author makes no um, challenge to the status of their trademarks. And it's also been a Quinn Martin production. So with that, guys, uh, thanks for listening and uh, please tune in next time.